0: This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. And Jesus, that's that's our prayer. Together in this space that we're gathered in, that, that your love changes everything. And so today as we meet, would you give us ears to hear what you want to say to us? And give us eyes to see the picture of life that you want to invite us into. And then give us the courage to walk with you and chase after you into that life. Amen. Hey, you can grab a seat. Welcome everyone joining us online. We're glad that you're with us and everyone here in person. How many of you came back from Easter? Yeah, love it. This is fun. How many of you, you couldn't make it last week, but you're like, I'm here this week. Awesome. Yes. Hey, we're going to be here every Sunday as we continue walking forward. So I just want you to know you're always welcome to come and be a part of this with us. And, you know, last week it was so fun to gather together as we were jumping into Easter. And we got to celebrate in person, unlike last year. And it was so fun to celebrate this, this story of Jesus and how he overcame the grave to, to bring us into new life. And that's why we want to pursue him. And chase after him because this victory that Jesus experienced is a victory that he invites us into with him. Like he says, I will pave the way. Now walk with me and I'll lead you into this new life. And so we follow him because he, he gives us everything we need. He gives us this thing called forgiveness for all the brokenness and mess in our stories. Like he paid the price for all the mistakes. And then he says, walk with me and not only will I give you forgiveness, I'll, I'll teach you how to live a whole new way. I'll teach you how to live this new life I'm inviting you into. He'll begin th- this work of restoring us. And so the reason we follow after Jesus is because the victory he has, he invites us to walk into that with him. And that's such a great hope that we can have because of him. But, but what I love about Jesus is that he, he not only shares his victory with us, as incredible as that is, he actually begins to, to work in our lives and teach us how to live this new life that he's given us. Like, I I don't know if you've ever, like, started a project, but you didn't really have clear instructions, and you weren't really sure how you were supposed to go about doing it. It's called IKEA. IKEA. Like, just a couple of weeks ago, we went and got some, some new furniture for our girls' rooms because we realized, hey, we're going to be in this, this COVID state for a while, so let's just make the rooms better. So we got some new bunk beds so they can have, like, desks and working spaces. And I put one of them together, and then Brooklyn, our youngest, was helping me put the second one together. And we had to re-put it together three times because the little tool and the little book wasn't clear. It was so frustrating. I'm so grateful Jesus isn't like Ikea. Like Jesus says, follow me. He doesn't say, now good luck with that. Like what Jesus says is, hey, walk with me, and I will lead you into this life. I will show you a new way to be human. And I love that about him. And so here's Jesus, and we're going to be chasing after him for the next several weeks. We're going to be looking to what he has to say to us about life so we can walk with him into that life and experience what he has for us. And, and I, I don't know what, where you're all at today, joining us online. I don't know everyone's story. Like, like maybe you're here today and you're like, yep, I believe it. I'm buying into Jesus. Like I, I want to grow more fully into this life he has for me. Or, or maybe you're here and you're like, I'm, I don't know. You're like, I'm not buying what you're selling yet, but I'm just checking it out. I'm curious. Or, or maybe you're here today and you're kind of cynical because of something in your past or a hurt that you experienced, but But here's what I want you to know. I'm I'm just glad you're here. Because wherever you're coming from, I believe Jesus has something for you. And if each of us are willing to lean in and listen, we'll experience what that is, what he wants to do in our stories. And and so I love that here we are 2,000 years later, leaning in to hear what he wants to tell us about life, just like the people did back in his day. And when you read the the stories of Jesus' life that we have in the Bible, there's four accounts of his life written by his first followers. You see that wherever Jesus went, like, people just couldn't get enough of him. Like, the crowds would just gather around him, and and it was because Jesus was doing two things. One of the things that he was doing was was proclaiming this message of good news, that that God's kingdom was coming, that God was coming back into the story to, to restore the brokenness and fix all the things that are wrong in the world. And and people couldn't get enough of this hope story that Jesus was telling. And then Jesus was meeting people in their brokenness and healing them. Healing them from sickness and hurts, And so people were like, I want more of this, Jesus. Tell me more of what's going on. And so he roamed all over doing this. And, and we're told that large crowds would always gather whenever Jesus showed up because they wanted to gain more of an understanding of what he was up to. And so in Matthew's account, one of his first followers of the life of Jesus, he, he tells this whole long series, a section of where Jesus is just doing this epic teaching that we're going to be spending our time in for the next several weeks learning and listening from Jesus, his own words. And so this is what Matthew writes about this. And he says this in Matthew chapter 5. He says, One day, as he, as Jesus saw crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. And say I love his crowds were always gathering around Jesus. And, and so on this particular day, Jesus sees the crowd showing up. And so he says to his core followers, he's like, hey, come here, let's, let's huddle up. And I, I want to teach you some things. But this entire crowd is listening in to the conversation because Jesus is being so inclusive. Hey, if you can hear me, this is for you. This is what's going on in this moment. And, and, I, and I love that thought that, it, that as we just get started, I think it, it should cause us to form a question. Like, who am I in the crowd today? Like, what I say I'm actually wanting to listen and follow him, so I'm really leaning in? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the front as close as I can because I want to hear what he says, or, or am I kind of like, I, I don't know, I'm checking it out, I'm just kind of in the crowd? Because I think there will become a point in time in each of our stories where we're going to have to decide, am I just in the crowd, or am I actually going to listen to him, to what he has to say to us? And maybe that's not you today, and that's great, you're here, so listen. What Jesus has to say because he's got something good for each of us. And if we're willing to lean in and listen, I think we'll each find something really good that he wants to do with our story. And so Jesus begins this teaching now, one of his most famous teachings that we have recorded in the stories of his life. And so he starts off this whole teaching with these words and he says, God blesses those who. And so I love this. Right out of the gate, Jesus is talking to us about a blessed life. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I want a blessed life. How about you? Like I, I've I've killed the hashtag blessed on social media because there's so many things that I'll look at, like, yes, I want this blessed life. I want to experience this good stuff that he has for me. And so I'm excited with whatever Jesus is about to say because I I have expectations about what a blessed life looks like. How many of you have an expectation of what you think a blessed life looks like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're Americans, we all have an expectation. <laughs> About a blessed life. And, and so Jesus begins to show us and teach us, okay, this is what a blessed life looks like. So he says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now, I, I've taken teaching courses and stuff in my life, and I'm like, I, I'd want to pull Jesus aside at this point and say, Jesus, you're kind of starting on a downbeat. Like, what do you mean he blesses the poor? Like... Isn't it the people that have everything in life that experience a blessed life? Like, what are you talking about? And he goes on, he says, and God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I'm like, Jesus, seriously, you're, you're kind of killing the vibe right now. <laughs> you, you're talking about those who mourn? And he goes on, he says, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. And God blesses those who are hungry and thirst for justice for they will be satisfied. And God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. And God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. And God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And so now I'm listening to him as he's talking to us in the crowd, and I'm like, Jesus, I think you have a very different definition of a blessed life than me. Because when I think of a blessed life, I think of like my ties and hammocks and the beach, and I think of being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, and yet I hear you talking about this blessed life, and it sounds very, very different. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I want this life you're describing, and yeah, maybe, maybe I haven't heard him correctly. Like maybe I'm just sitting too far back in the crowd. Maybe I'm on Facebook instead of paying attention. Maybe I missed the point of what he was saying. And so Jesus loves to be clear. So he goes on and he says this. So God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. <laughs> okay, so now I'm like, Jesus, you definitely have a different definition of a blessed life than me. Because I, I don't know about you, but do you feel blessed when people are mocking you, persecuting you, or lying about you? you you've got to have an answer to that question. No, no, yeah, like, yeah, like I think of the times when people are just being jerks to me or whatever, I'm not like, oh, I'm so blessed. This is great. And I'm kind of confused. Like, I, I never feel blessed when I'm mocked. I never feel blessed when I'm persecuted. I never feel blessed when someone's lying about me. And yet here's Jesus saying, like, but if you're with me and that's happening, you're blessed. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm leaning in, I, I, I got to be willing to, to risk what Jesus here and say, Jesus, I don't think I understand what you're talking about. Like geez, I don't know if I fully understand what you're you're saying and yet here's what I do know we just celebrated what you did for us last week. Like we celebrated your your resurrection, your like you're the defeater of death, you're the giver of life. It might be that you know some things I don't know. It's the same thing with me and my daughters. As we're talking about things in life, I'm pretty sure there's some things I know about life that they don't know yet. Like parents, can you, are you with me? You feel that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for like, whenever we do a big trip and we're getting ready to go out, like I'm always like the day before, get all your laundry done and let's get packed today so tomorrow we can roll out early. Because if not, there's consequences and it's called traffic. <laughs> and you know, like, the, of course, we're getting ready and it's like, oh, I forgot this and I forgot that. And it's like, girls. So, Christy and I have come up with this phrase in our family, whenever we're talking about, about life or, or choices or whatever, and, and we'll say this, who knows what they're talking about sometimes? And we qualify it with sometimes because we're, we're imperfect people still learning it, but we do know some stuff, right? And so, we've just kind of been a joke in our family, like, okay, who knows what they're talking about sometimes? And the coolest thing happened sometime in the last year. My oldest daughter, Indy, we were talking about something and she was totally right, and she, guess what she says to me? Dad, who knows what she's talking about sometimes? I was like, oh, it's come full circle. Now the servant has become the master. <laughs> I see. But I was really excited in that moment because it means she's growing, right? She's understanding and getting it. And how much more true do you think that might be with Jesus? Who, who knows what he's talking about sometimes? Maybe all the time. Like, So am I willing to lean in and listen when he's talking about us? Because maybe there are some things that Jesus knows about life that I don't fully realize Eyes yet. And so maybe when he's talking about what a blessed life is, it's actually worth paying attention to because he might be trying to show us something about this life he's come to give us. And see, and maybe I think we need to be sure we're understanding what he's saying when he's talking about this versus just being like, I don't like this. So that Maybe he's saying some things that are really important. Because I think when when we listen to what he's saying, when when Jesus is talking about this blessed life, he's not saying we're blessed because we're poor or or in mourning or hungry or thirsty or persecuted. He says that we're blessed because those who are willing to walk into that with him, those who are willing to embrace the life he wants to give us, will experience some amazing things. He said that those are the people who will receive the kingdom of heaven. How many of you would love it if you won the lottery? Yeah. So what if the lottery was God's ultimate heaven coming into the world and he's like, here's the keys to everything. That'd be a pretty good day. And here's what Jesus is saying. Yeah, that's the future. You're gonna receive the kingdom of heaven. He says this is what a blessed person will experience in life. They're gonna be comforted as they go through life. Like when it's hard and you've been knocked down and you're wondering what on earth is going on, God will come into the story and hold you and walk you through that moment. That sounds like a blessed life. He goes on and he says, hey, the, the, the blessed person is somebody who will inherit the earth. I mean, if you've ever taken Jesus seriously and begin to walk with him, you know that sometimes it costs you certain things in this world. And yet what Jesus is saying is that whatever you have to give up to follow me, you're going to get it back 10 times over. You're going to inherit this world. He says the blessed person is going to be satisfied. I don't know about you, but like Keith Jagger sang that song in the 60s, and we've been singing it ever since, right? I can't get no satisfaction. And that's our world. And here's what Jesus is saying, that thing you're looking for, that fulfillment you're longing for, you're going to experience that when you step into this new life with me. The blessed person is somebody who's going to receive mercy in life. How many of you have ever needed mercy because you did something stupid? Yeah. And what a blessing it is to be given mercy and grace and God's goodness and love. That's what the blessed person is going to experience. The blessed person is somebody who's going to receive mercy. The blessed person, he says, is somebody who's actually going to see God. Think about that. Not just know some things about God but actually see God. Like, know him personally. Know him as the father he is because he says that the blessed person is somebody who gets to be called God's kids. Think about that, that God actually wants to know us as his kids and we could call him father. I mean, that's why Jesus taught us to say our father when we pray. I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds like a blessed life. When I think of all those things, I think like, hey, I'm... I actually want this life that you're describing Jesus. I, I would love to have all of these things. And so not only does he seem to know what he's talking about, maybe he's actually wanting to invite us in something that's so much greater than what it sounds like at first. This blessed life that he has for us. And I think he wants to lead us into this life because this is the kind of life we were created for. This is the kind of life we were meant to live because not only does he want to lead us into a blessed life, he wants to invite us to walk with him to empower us to live that kind of life, because the life he's describing is a beautiful kind of life. Because stop and think about all the the things he just talked about. Wouldn't that be a beautiful way to live life, if we could embrace these things? I mean, to to be a person who is what he describes poor in spirit, what, what that actually means is that I recognize I need help in life, and I'm not afraid or embarrassed to raise my hand, And when I say, God, I need you, God shows up and meets me in my story. That's a beautiful way to live life. Or when he says, blessed is the the person who mourns. Somebody who's so aware of the brokenness in this world that their heart is actually moved by that. About the brokenness in their own story, the brokenness in the story of everyone around them. They're not living indifferent or apathetic, but they actually care. That's a beautiful way to live life. Or blessed are the humble God blesses the humble person. Man, does our country need some humility right now? How beautiful is it when we see a humble person shows up? Because the beautiful thing about a humble person is they're so secure in who they are, they're not taken with themselves. They just have a sense of quiet confidence. That's a beautiful way to live life. The one who hungers and thirsts for justice, that's somebody who's longing for God's good rule to return to this world and fix the things that are broken, the systemic issues of of racism and injustice that are so prevalent in our world today. Somebody who's longing to partner with God to work to make things better. Wouldn't you agree that's a beautiful way to live life? Or somebody who's merciful. Somebody who's willing to give the same mercy they need in their own story. So we drop the judgment. We drop the condemning of other people. Wouldn't you agree that's a beautiful way to live life? Or how about somebody whose heart is pure? That's somebody who's, who's looking to God to say, would you show me the life you have for me and help me to live my life in sync with you so that I'm walking as you intended for me to live my life? Or somebody who's working for peace in this world. Somebody who's not adding to the noise Who's not canceling people because of their mistakes, but actually striving to bring peace and hope and life wherever they go. Somebody who is persecuted for doing right because they're willing to take the heat to do the right thing. I think that sounds like a beautiful kind of life. I mean, how many of you would love for these things to be true of who you are? that you could look at your story and if you asked your closest friends and family around you and they said, what kind of person are you, they could describe you this way. Would you say, I'm living a beautiful life? And this is the life that he wants to lead us into. But I don't know about you, but you know what I find challenging about this beautiful life? It's not naturally me. Naturally me is is a guy that gets hung up on himself a lot. Do you know that guy? Have you ever seen that person? See him in the mirror ever? (laughs) Like naturally me is somebody that can so easily get bent and spun by the littlest of things because there's just issues in my story. Naturally me is is somebody who's just, if I'm going to be honest, a serious piece of work. (laughs) But you know why Jesus is so amazing? He takes naturally me and says, come on. Let me show you who you really are. Let let yourself be my piece of work now. And watch what I can begin to do in your story. Because I realize when I look at this blessed life, this beautiful life Jesus is talking about, I need serious help if I'm going to live this life. And this is why Jesus is so amazing. Because he says, and I will help you. Walk with me. Listen to me. Let me lead you. Let me show you who you were created to be. And I will work in your story. I will move inside of you. I will empower you. I will transform you from the inside out. I will teach you this new way to be human so you can begin to be the person you've always longed to be. It's this beautiful invitation that he wants to invite us into. And something powerful happens when we begin to listen to Jesus and trust him enough to say, okay, I'll lean in and I'll start walking with you. He begins to do new things in our story and in our lives. He begins to change the stuff that's going on so we begin to lean into the direction he's leading us. And as we walk with him, we start to become that person we've always wanted to be. This beautiful person. And see, we become that person as we begin to experience this blessed life that Jesus has for us. This life that Jesus is talking about when we walk into it with him and ask him to show us how to embrace these things with him. And so that means that we can be blessed. You are blessed. And I am blessed. We are blessed as we step into this new life with Jesus. And begin to walk with him into everything he has for us. And it's this beautiful thing that he begins to do in our story. And you know what I love so much about what Jesus wants to show us? is that as much as this life is for us, it's never ever just about us. Because one of the beautiful things that begins to happen in our story when we step into this blessed life is that we begin to have something worth sharing with the world around us and the people in our lives. And Jesus understands this. So as he goes through talking about this blessed life, the very next things he says He starts talking about being salt of the earth and light of the world. Because look at what he says next for he describes this blessed life that, that he wants to lead us into. He begins to show us that God's goodness begins to be lived out and shown through the person who's walking in this beautiful way. And so he goes on and he says, hey, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is the salt if it's lost its flavor? Like if we're not trusting him and stepping into this beautiful life with him. He says, can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot. I mean, think about the, the, the people in your story. The people who've had the most positive impact in your life. How would you describe them? Would you say that they were self-absorbed people? Or would you describe them as somehow they were so fulfilled with a blessing that it spilled out of their life into your life? It's why we describe people as the salt of the earth. Like you just see somebody living a beautiful life and you go, oh, she's the salt of the earth. Because there's just something about her life that's spilling into your life and adding flavor and coloring to it. And so that's why he goes on and he says, hey, so you're the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. See, as we begin to walk with Jesus into this life he wants to lead us into, something really cool begins to flow out of our story. People begin to see how incredible dad is because they begin to see God's goodness flowing through our story. That means that we have opportunity everywhere we go as we embrace this blessed life to live out the reality of that blessing in such a way that it spills into the stories of people around us so that we have something worth sharing. We don't have to go around thumping a book or creating awkward Jesus conversations around the water cooler if we're just living out the reality of what God's doing in our story. We're living this blessed life, this beautiful life. It will spill into the stories of people around us. And we'll show them the goodness of our dad, the goodness of God. And we'll be able to invite them into that same journey. Hey, I know somebody who can help you with your story too. Because he's helping me with mine. And he's so good to us. He's doing so many amazing things for us. And see, this blessed life that Jesus is talking about, it is absolutely for us, but it's never ever just about us. It's about how we can live in such a way that shows the goodness of God to others. And so here we are today gathered around Jesus, 2,000 years later, his words still echoing to us. And I'm just wondering, what, what are you hoping to hear from him today? Like, what are you looking for today? Like, is it a blessed life that you want Jesus to, to, to lead you into? He can do that if you listen and respond to what he's saying. Do you want to begin to live a beautiful life? A life that, that echoes into the depths of who you are, a longing to become this person that knows the beauty of this world and the beauty of who God is, he can lead you into that story too. So I would want to ask you this question. As we're this crowd gathered together here in the parking lot or online or listening to this at a later point in time, these words of Jesus that he shares, what's something he's saying to you right now? What's something he's speaking right to you because that's the invitation. That's the invitation to step into this blessed life he wants to lead you into. And so whatever that is that's stirring in you right now, I want to encourage you to chase after that with Jesus this week. Find some time to just sit down and say, okay, would you, would you tell me more about what you want from me? What you've got from me? And then as you begin to walk that out, share that journey with others who are chasing after him with you, because we can help each other and encourage each other. And when we do that together with him, we become more and more who we are created to be, which means we have something beautiful to show our city and our county and the world around us. And so Jesus has got a life for us, and he wants to lead you into it. And every time we say yes and take a step with Him, He leads us that much more fully into this blessed life, into this beautiful life. So what's He calling you into today? I want to pray for us as we think about this. And, and maybe you're new to prayer or you're like, I don't really know how we do this. And so here, here's the deal with prayer. It's just talking out loud, believing God can hear you. Because He's near and he cares, and he's got something for you. So maybe our hands are open right now if this is a posture you want. And we say, Jesus, thank you that you, you came to tell us about this life you have for us. And so whatever you're saying right now, I, I want to be able to hear it and, and trust you with it. If it's challenging or it doesn't make sense, I believe that you're good and, and you want what's best for me. So I'm going to walk with you towards this. Believing that as I do so, I will experience the blessed life you're talking about. And I will have a beautiful life to share with others. And so please keep talking. Because I want more of what you have to give me. So thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you desire what is best for us. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.